Hello and welcome to Inspire Me Today Radio. I'm your host, Gail Lynn Goodwin. Did you ever notice how time sometimes seems to fly by so quickly? I mean, many times when we look back to last year, it seems like yesterday. And when you stop to think about it, what do we then have to show for it? Many folks watch life just pass by as watchers rather than doers, jumping in with both feet. Opportunities pass us by, we dismiss them because we believe they're meant for other people, not for us. But what if there was a way to take control of your life and change it so that you were a doer rather than a watcher? What would that look like and how would your life change? Today's guest is a doer. I wanted to interview her because I'm so impressed not only by what she's accomplished, but by who she is. She is a brilliant woman who's also an author, an award-winning journalist, a legal analyst, a trial attorney, and you might even recognize her from the early show or CBS Evening News with Katie Couric or as the legal analyst for the Dr. Phil Show. Her name is Lisa Bloom, and I am so honored that she's here today to share her inspiration with all of us. Lisa, welcome to Inspire Me Today. Thank you, Gail, for that very kind introduction. Well, your your bio is beyond impressive, and yet when I read your today's brilliance, that's what touched my heart. That's what impressed me the most. So I want to jump into not only what you do and what you've accomplished, but who you are. So let's start at the beginning. Tell us a little bit in a nutshell of how you got to be where you are doing what you're doing in the world today. Well, let's see. Uh, I went to law school and I knew right away that I wanted to do something different with my law degree. I wanted to represent the underdog. I wanted to represent people who didn't have a voice. And that's a large part of what I've done in the last 28 years practicing law. I also knew that I wanted to write books and I've written three books in the last four years about social justice issues. That's work that's very meaningful to me. And, um, you know, I also really enjoy doing television because I feel that I can reach a lot of people and explain the law to people who don't have law degrees and uh, advocate for things that I really believe in. Lisa, my question to you is this. I know you've written several different books, but talk to me a little bit about Think, Straight Talk for Women to Stay Smart in a Dumbed-Down World. I was so impressed with that book. So talk to us about that a bit. Well, thank you. That was the book that I was burning to write for many years, and I finally wrote it a couple of years ago. And it struck me that there's a paradox for American women today. We are the most uh, successful, the most educated uh, generation of women ever, and yet we're besieged with images of women in reality TV, the beauty industry, and tabloid media that are, uh, frankly, the most sexist, retro images. And we're constantly bombarded with messages that all we need to care about is what we look like. And uh, I just thought this is sending terrible messages. And so I wrote this book to address that paradox and to encourage women to use our brains, to live lives of substance and meaning, and to push back against tabloid media, reality shows, and the beauty industry, and all of those negative, destructive messages. It's sad to me that American women, for example, are less happy now than we were a generation ago. You know, how is that possible when we have so many more opportunities than our mothers did? And I think a lot of it has to do with how we see ourselves, with being overstressed, with being tired, with feeling like we have to do everything both at home and at work. 
And so I wanted to create a space for women that says that your creativity is important, your time is important, and to give women a roadmap on how to get there, on how to live a life of substance and meaning that's not so stressed and where we can really achieve our dreams. Oh, it sounds, I mean, it's a great idea. My question, though, comes back, Lisa, to what happened since you wrote the book? Has anything, have you noticed any kind of changes? And more importantly, when I look at the underlying cause of it, we can't blame this all on the men and say, oh, they're writing the things and they're programming the TVs. We're the ones watching it. That's so true. And so how do you shift that? That's right. Well, uh, how we shifted is we stopped watching shows that are offensive to women. We stopped subscribing to magazines that have messages that we don't agree with. And frankly, we just turn it off and put it down, get off Facebook. Uh, I myself am as guilty as anybody of spending probably too much time online. But, you know, we have to turn it off and we have to focus on things that are important and things that are meaningful, whether it's contributing to your community, whether it's working on your book or your film project or uh, what it is that's important to you. Um, that's what we have to spend our time on. A lot of it is time management. You know, I do all of these different things. As you say, I have an ongoing law firm. I practice law full-time. I write books, and I'm a full-time television commentator as well. Well, so how do I do all these things? Uh, I don't do a lot of things that other people do. I don't waste a lot of time watching TV, for example. I watch very little or no TV. Uh, I don't do housework, and that's something I talk about in the book. I, I love it. <laughs> we, you know, we women, somebody has to be out there saying we're spending too much time on housework. Working women spend an hour per day more doing housework than working men. This has got to stop in the 21st century. Everybody in the household has to contribute to housework. Those who are not working full-time should be contributing more. That means children, generally. Children need to have chores, and they need to participate, and they need to have a stake in the household. If you're over a certain income level, you should have a housekeeper come and clean your house. And, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. A lot of women feel very uncomfortable with that. You know, men get out of college. They get their first job making a minimal amount. They get their Internet turned on. They get their utilities turned on, and they get a housekeeper. Why? Because they value their time. And they don't see housework as their job. And so you just can't, if you're spending an hour or two a day doing housework, that's an hour or two a day that you're not doing other things. So, I mean, that's kind of the the secret sauce in my life. I always liked cooking and I, I did a lot of cooking when my kids were growing up. I had dinner on the table every night, but it was something very simple and something very healthy. And they might have the same dinner the left next day from leftovers. And you know what? They, they grew up very healthy and, and everything was fine. I think we put way too many uh, restrictions and boundaries on ourselves. And we feel like we have to do certain things that actually we really don't have to do. And I guess I always feel that life is short and I have things I want to do. I want to write books, for example. And so true. I'm not going to be able to do that if I spend my time doing a lot of other things. It's as simple as that. Right. Well, you know, Lisa, some people would look at you and say, well, she's got it easy. She came from a good family. She's got a good education. That's not my story. My life is difficult. So I wanted, I'd love for you to talk about that and address that because in your Today's Brilliance, you talked a bit about being a doer rather than being a watcher. And yet so many people will sit on the sidelines with excuses. So... What would you say to that woman who has that dream that she really wants to follow, but because she doesn't know the steps to take or doesn't know how it's going to unfold, she doesn't bother to take the first one? Right. Well, I started out as the daughter of a single mother. We lived in a one-bedroom apartment. I went to public schools. Uh, We were by no means wealthy. 
And, uh, you know, I had my challenges like anyone else. I mean, there were issues in my family that made things difficult. But the bottom line is I, I do believe in being a doer. Uh, you know, we, we have to reach out and get help where we need it. If people have family problems or emotional problems, there is help out there. And I encourage people to reach out and get it. Uh, but the bottom line is I feel that once you're of a certain age, once you're an adult, you are responsible for your own life and you can't continue to blame your childhood or your family. It's it's your turn now. And what are you going to do to take care of yourself, to be a productive adult, to reach for your dreams and to give back to your community? Um, education is obviously key. Uh, my second book, Swagger, is about parents of boys. And I talk a lot about education in that book and how important it is. Um, because a lot of boys in America are falling so far behind. But the, the message is equally important for girls. You have to get an education. You really can't compete in America today without a college degree. The good news is that, it, especially if you're financially strapped, you can go to, to public colleges. I went to UCLA, which is a public college. I got a terrific education there. I went on to Yale Law School. But you know, my college education has been very valuable to me. Um, there are wonderful... Uh, public universities all over the country at low cost that people can go to. And I think that's very important. Excellent. Well, one of the things that you alluded to when you were talking earlier, it sounds like you, like me, believe that we have a choice each and every day whether or not we want to fall victim to the story we've been telling ourselves or whether we want, whether we want to make a conscious change of I now choose to be a doer. I'm going to turn off my television. I'm going to reclaim those, what, four, five, six hours now that the average person watches every day? Yes. And go do something for me, not try to live in the life of that character or whoever I'm watching on television. (laughs) Yes. Listen, you know, we are in the golden age of television. Television is very appealing. There's a lot of good shows on, and now everybody's binge-watching Uh, all of these shows and they're good listen sometimes when I'm on planes I'll watch a bunch of these shows and I I see how good they are but nothing is as good as your life (laughs) that's so good (laughs) and and doing what's important to you and every day is such a precious gift all those hours in a day uh, where you could be moving forward towards your goal you know there's a saying if you don't know where you're going any road will get you there and, you know, if you're, if you're watching TV or you're spending a lot of time on Facebook or you're goofing around, um, you know, you're going to end up probably in the same position 10 years from now. Uh, or you can take one step closer to your dream. You can reach out, for example, to a mentor. You can ask for advice. You can read something for free online that's directed towards what you're interested in that will give you the information. I mean, one of the wonderful things about living in 21st century America is that there's so much free information available online that a simple Google search will tell you so much of what you want to know about how to get there. For example, if you want to be a writer, you can learn about self-publishing. You can learn about storytelling. You can learn about how to write nonfiction. It's all available for free. I mean, it used to be you had to buy a bunch of books or you had to send away or you had to take expensive classes or go to the library and half the time the book's not there and you had to order it and wait a month. I mean, all of that is over. So there's so much information available that can tell you how to get to your goal. All you have to do is find it and then follow the steps. Okay, you find it, you're following the steps, and you hit a roadblock. What happens then? What do you personally recommend that one of these women or a guy or anyone who has this dream and they hear the word no or Mm -hmm. the mountain seems to be too big? 
you've obviously had to jump over some hurdles yourself, Lisa. So give give your advice on how to do that. Right. That's such an important question. And another expression I love is, if it were easy, everybody would do it, right? Whatever I'm doing, when I hit a roadblock, that's what I think. You know, the roadblock is what everybody else stumbles over. And if I can get over that roadblock, then I'm pulling ahead of the pack. Uh, also, no is just the beginning of the conversation. It's another one of my favorite expressions. If someone says no to you, well, at least they're participating in a conversation. And you might ask, well, uh, can I call you in a couple weeks then and follow up if you're saying no now? Or is there? can I ask you what the reason is? And you find out the reason and maybe you can figure out a way around it. And you can very, through polite persistence, uh, continue to follow up. Uh, you know, listen, many successful people have been told no. I certainly have been told many, many times, probably for every three yeses I get, I get 97 no's. Nobody knows about the 97 no's except me. They only know about the three yeses. And they think, oh, she's, you know, has all these great things going on in her life. Well, yeah, that's because I had to face a lot of rejection, but I kept pushing forward. I, I think one of the greatest predictors of success, one of the most important qual- qualities is persistence. You know, there have been studies that intelligence isn't really the greatest predictor of success. Uh, you know, what you look like certainly isn't. It's persistence. So, you know, everybody else, when they get knocked down, they're going to stay down. If you can dust yourself off and get up and keep going, you are going to be the one who's successful. That's just very, very important to understand. To me, it's the law of averages. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more <laughs> because seriously, think about it. If you If you're going to get Three, like you said, you're going to get three yeses for every 97 no's. Well, then keep asking because let's get the 97 no's out of the way because it gets us closer to the three yeses. Yes, and learn from the no's. Learn what the problem is. Learn why, why you're being rejected. The Dalai Lama said, when you lose, don't lose the lesson. So we, we all lose. We all have setbacks. Well, what went wrong? What can you learn from that? And also, I'm such a great advocate of reading and especially reading books because you can learn from other people in your field who have gone before you, who have made all of the mistakes. So you don't have to make all those mistakes again anew. You know, find somebody who's done what you want to do and then read their uh, memoirs or their autobiographies. There are so many important lessons there, and you can really take a giant step forward learning from their mistakes. Absolutely. And you know, Lisa, one of the things that really struck me in your today's brilliance was you made the comment, and I'm paraphrasing here, so forgive me if I don't get this exactly, but you said something like, don't ask wealthy people for money. Instead, ask people for advice. And Mm -hmm. that, to me, is one of the smartest things anyone could ever have said. (laughs) Seriously, because so many people would, it's like, I'd rather learn how to fish than have someone give me a fish. Right. And that, to me, is exactly what you're doing when you do that. Right, exactly. You know, a, a business owner said that to me years ago. He said, people are always asking me for money, but they should ask, how did you get there? How did you get to have your own business? How did you become successful so that you don't have to ask anybody for money? You make your own money. Exactly. And I've, I've discovered that most people really like being asked for advice. I mean, it's kind of flattering because it's a way of saying, well, I really respect you and I respect your knowledge base and your wisdom. And may I ask you a couple of questions? So I've had young women, for example, say to me, can I take you out to coffee for 20 minutes 
and just ask you some questions. And I said, okay, but first I want to, you know, read up on me so we don't have to start at zero. Exactly. Uh, ideally read my book, Think, if it's a young woman, because that's a, a lot of lessons for women in that book. Uh, but, you know, learn a little bit about me and then come prepared and value my time. And I've had women do that. And it's been a really terrific experience. And, you know, I also think in the workplace, if you make a mistake, it's good to go to your boss and say, OK, I made this mistake because you need to cop to it and come clean. Here's what I think I should do about it. Is that can I get your approval so that you're coming not only with the mistake, but with the proposed solution? And then, you know, or do you have any advice for me? You know, you're coming in from a position of humility and uh, you're going to get a good response. As I say, people really like giving advice. That's one thing that I've learned. I, w I could ag totally agree with what you're saying. And it, it's funny. When I first founded Inspire Me Today and started it, I thought, where am I ever going to find these brilliant people to share their knowledge? Everybody says yes. They all want to do it. <laughs> right. And it's yeah, like because these lessons are hard earned. You know, we've all made mistakes. And oh, so sure. We want to help others. There's no need in this day and age with the plethora of information around us to go reinvent the wheel. There's just none. Right. Exactly. And so I'm incredibly grateful to people like you and all of our other thousands of luminaries who have said yes and who are sharing this information with our community. Lisa, you inspire so many people. Who inspires you? Well, my mother, uh, first and foremost, Gloria Allred. She's a, a well-known feminist and civil rights lawyer, uh, very hardworking, uh, going strong at 72 that's great. And, uh, you know, she really lives her values and that's how I try to live my life as well. I think when you're, when your thoughts and your words and your actions are aligned, you're happy. And so I try to live that kind of life. She's, uh, just a wonderful role model to me. That's excellent. It's great to have that as I'm sure you are a strong role model to so many women around the world. So that's pretty cool, too. Well, Lisa, especially with everything that you have going on in your life, and I mean, seriously, in reading your bio, you're pulled in 20 different directions every day. How do you keep on track? How do you stay, Lisa, how do you stay grounded? Do you have specific things that you do each and every day or practices or rituals that keep you on track? I think it's very important to have a mental list of stress reduction techniques at the ready for all of us so that we don't turn to negative behaviors like drinking or drugs or so I, I mean I don't do any of that I'm vegan I uh, have a very Terrific. healthy diet yeah and that's because I'm a great animal lover and I oppose animal cruelty we so have a very he healthy diet I exercise every day that's very important to me for stress reduction if I'm having a hard time, I talk about it with my fiancé or with my girlfriends. That's also extremely important to have people that you can talk to, that you can reach out and vent when you need to. And uh, I'm a great reader, so I read about a book a week. I always, uh, here on my desk, I have about three books in front of me right now and about three more in my Kindle. Uh, I always make time to read every day, even if it's lying in bed at night or if it's when I'm on the exercise machine. I have to read. I have to be learning about the world all the time. Um, I think books are tremendously important. And I talk and think about this, how it, it does something to your brain. It expands your mind. It, yes, it's a little bit of an escape, um, but it actually creates new neural pathways in the brain when you read books as opposed to short articles. So I think the combination of those things, diet, exercise, people that are close to you that you can talk to and feeding your brain every day. Uh, 
is really important to having a balanced life. I couldn't agree with you more. You're you're <laughs> you're singing my song. What can I say? And I'm also vegan, so I get that oh, as well. You are. How fabulous. <laughs> yeah. You're my vegan sister. <laughs> there you go. No, it just it to me it just makes sense. It's just yes. a, you know, when you look at it from a logical perspective, even if you take out all the emotion, it's it just makes sense. But anyway, that's just my personal opinion anyway. But Lisa, I am really, really grateful that you've taken the time and that you've shared the insights that you have had already. You might have already said some of this, but if you were to summarize your greatest wisdom in a paragraph or so, what have you learned about life? What works? What doesn't? What would you want to pass on to others right here, right now? I would say stay positive. Uh, Every day you have a choice about whether you want to focus on the negative or whether you want to focus on the positive. And I believe that every day is a great gift. You know, I think of people who are terminally ill, who are struggling to have one more day. And those of us who are not in that situation uh, should really appreciate the great gift every day is. All of those hours in a day, there are so many things we can do. Uh, We can choose to focus on a comment that we didn't like or somebody who cut us off in traffic, but those are such minor, irrelevant things. Or we can focus on the love that we have in our lives. We can focus on our good health. We can focus on a beautiful, sunshiny day, uh, a pet, or an achievement at work. Uh, I wrote a great paragraph today. I was able to finish a project. I was able to help someone in need. That's what we should be focusing on. And I think at the end of our lives, we're going to look back at all of the tremendous opportunities that we had for joy. And I hope that each and every one of us took advantage of them. Yes, yes, yes couldn't agree with that more focusing on the good is always what brings more good yeah so it definitely makes a difference well lisa with everything you've already accomplished and everything you already have going on if you had just one more thing that you could accomplish or experience in your lifetime what would that be oh my gosh well isn't that fun i'm writing a fiction trilogy so that's that's my next thing, and I'm uh, most of the way through the draft of the first book of the three-book trilogy. So that's my next project, Gail. That's excellent. Can you give us a hint as to the topic? <laughs> uh, no, I can't. Because okay. I find the hardest thing about writing books is summarizing them all in two minutes. So I'm holding off on that summary until it's done and, and well, it's more congealed. When will we be able to buy this at our local bookstore? Well, Everybody should follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Twitter, it's at Lisa Bloom. Facebook is Lisa Bloom Author. And that's where I have all the announcements about my books, book events. Perfect. And also, I spout off about everything else in the world, politics, law, social issues. So uh, especially if people read my books, I love to hear from them on Facebook and Twitter. Oh, that's excellent. And we'll make sure also our community already knows this, but just come on back to inspiremetoday.com, go to the search box, put in Lisa Bloom. This is an easy name to remember, folks, Lisa Bloom. (laughs) And there we will put all the links also, Lisa, to where people can buy your books, where they could um, just follow what you're doing. We'll put your Facebook, Twitter links, everything there so that they can be in touch if they, you know, so desire. Well, thank you. That's very kind. Well, absolutely. We are here to help promote your work in any way because, seriously, you are one of the bright lights in the world. And that's what we're here to do is shine our light and spread yours as much as we can so that people can find you because the information that you're sharing, this is like sage wisdom. This is good stuff. This is something that if somebody read your Today's Brilliance every morning for 30 days, their life would change. 
Hmm. Well, thank you. That's very kind. Well, that's very honest. And so I'm, I'm asking our audience, if you have not yet read Lisa's Today's Brilliance, go read it. She has been featured on Inspire Me Today before, but I never asked for an interview before because I, I read the Today's Brilliances. I don't, I don't know who people are or what they do in the world. I look at only the Today's Brilliance and I pick from the Today's Brilliance. I want to talk to this person. And then I go look up, oh, her name is Lisa Bloom. Oh, she's this. And so it was your Today's Brilliance that made me say, this is knowledge that the world needs to hear. So thank you for writing it. I greatly appreciate it. And I know that our audience is going to appreciate it as well. So Lisa. Thank you, Gail. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to add in closing or any other topic you'd like to share? No, I think you've covered it. Perfect. Thank you so much. Well, you are most welcome, and I greatly appreciate you taking the time. Again, just to our listeners, come on back to Inspire Me Today. Go to the search box, put in Lisa Bloom, and there you'll find her inspiration, her bio, and all kinds of other information. So again, Lisa, thank you. It's been my honor to have this time with you on InspireMeToday.com. Well, and thank you for having such an inspiring website. <laughs> You're and very I welcome. The interview. You're very welcome. And to our listeners, thank you for spending part of your day with us. Come on back again next week. We'll bring you inspiration from another incredible luminary. And until then, remember it's only when you have the courage to step off the ledge that you'll realize you've had wings all along. We're here for you. We love you. We'll see you again tomorrow. And thanks again for stopping by. Your dream.